welcome back to another episode of Fleetcast, where we sit down with industry leaders to talk news, tech, and other transportation topics to keep you on the road. I'm your host today, Spencer Matheson. On this episode of Fleetcast, we'll speak with Steve Dwight, Miguel Garza, and Carl Wagner, it's Carl with a K, from Omnitracks, about the ups, downs, and all-arounds of electronic logging devices. Without further ado, let's check out our conversation with Omnitracks. I'm here with Omnitracks, three specific gentlemen, Steve DeWight, Miguel Garza, and Carl Wagner. Uh, they've been working with us the past couple of days on some training. I'm going to kind of let them introduce themselves, tell a little bit about their background, um, you know, why, uh, why they work with Omnitracks and just how long they've been in the industry. So, Steve, if you'd go ahead and take it away for us. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Stephen DeWight, a director of channel sales at Omnitracks. I've started in uh, 2003, formerly Qualcomm, and uh, had the position of uh, sales for the 11 Western states when I first started at Qualcomm, and then moved into our strategic group uh, as a strategic account manager, managing a portfolio of our largest accounts, about 20. And then about five years ago, was asked to help start a channel for Omnitracks and really be able to we, to do a better job of helping the smaller fleets of, say, 50 and under trucks. So 1 to 50 was that segment. Uh, my dad was a trucker. I grew up uh, with, with a father who was a trucker. He drove a uh, flatbed. He, uh, uh, I used to ride in his, in his truck and in the sleeper and thought it was great. I always wanted to be a trucker. And so I had a short, short stint as a, as a, as a truck driver. Uh, but that's that's my history. Okay, thank you, Steve. Hey, this is Miguel Garza. I am uh, one of the channel managers here at Omnitracks. Uh, I work alongside with Stephen uh, and Carl, uh, working with our partners, and so we're very excited to be uh, partnered with England Carrier Services. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a really big initiative uh, for us and them as well. A little bit of background on me: uh, I started at Omnitracks a little over a year ago, uh, so I've not been with Omnitracks as long as Stephen has. Uh, but, uh, it's been great riding shotgun with him. Uh, definitely learned, learning a lot. Um, I think it's a great time to be in the transportation industry, especially with Omnitracks. Uh, we started off as Qualcomm, but we've been in trucking for, you know, 30 years. And with all the changes that are happening in transportation, all the technology that's coming to it, uh, all the connectivity that's uh, moving into the trucks, it's a great time to be in the industry. And so I'm really excited, uh, to be working with Omnitracks and, and all of our partners. Great. Thanks, Miguel. Well, Spencer, thank you for having us. Sure. Um, my name is Carl Wagner. Um, at Omnitracks, I'm what they call a partner technology advisor. And basically, my role is to uh, make sure, you know, England here uh, has the best technical support going forward. Um, any questions that, you know, your customers may have, I'm there uh, as your right-hand man. So, I've uh, been with the company for a little over two years and uh, it's exciting. It's an ex exciting time right now. And uh, I can't wait to see what uh, the future has for us. Great. Thank you, Carl. I uh, feel privileged. We're, we're going to be thoroughly educated here. So let's just dive right in. Um, some of the questions that uh, I think everybody's kind of wondering um, as these uh, ELD mandates get rolled out. The first question, and I guess I direct this to you, Steve. Uh, the first question is really just about the ELD, uh, what it's all about, uh, kind of explain just the product, the acronym, uh, what it's going to be doing for the, for the industry and, uh, why there's being such a heavily, uh, uh, such a heavy push to, to make these ELDs mandated. 
Okay, thank you. The, the FMCSA has mandated that all all drivers today using manual logs be converted to electronic logs by the end of 2017. After 2017, there's a two-year period in which to adopt the new, the new ELD rules uh, and to convert to a compliant ELD device. And that there, there are some differences in where we're at today with uh, our electronic onboard recorders versus what the ELD will bring to the table. And it's really more about how data is uh, captured, retained, and transmitted. But right now, you know, it's really about acquiring an electronic onboard uh, recording device. Great. Uh, what, what exactly is being recorded? Give, give the listeners and drivers, carriers, fleets everywhere, what exactly is it that ELD is trying to record? Okay, thank you. It's, it's recording the hours of duty status. It is tracking their, their, their daily, their weekly clocks, and uh, capturing their, you know, how many hours of, excuse me, how they're on duty uh, time each day, their drive time, and their weekly clocks. Uh, so this actually helps drivers maintain logs. It They're going to automatically, once they're logged in through simple credentials, it's going to track their on-duty. It's going to track their, their drive time without the driver having to interact with the, the system itself. Uh, they're going to just be reminded that they need to take their 30-minute rest break. And then they're going to be uh, able to just log out at the end of the day. Those logs are complete and they're compliant. So I've also seen where utilization was a concern and that just through having that visibility into your total hours remaining, both drive time or your weekly clock, you're able to do better load planning. And better planning up front makes it much easier at the other end of it when you're, when you're running out of hours. So the rules haven't changed. The rules haven't changed. It's just how those uh, logs are then captured. And, and so th that's one of the things I always ask is when they, when they started asking about concerns or sharing concerns, we let them know the rules haven't changed. And how do you do it today? Okay. Uh, it's a lot of really good information. And, and maybe to summarize what I hear is, again, the, the rules haven't changed. All of these things that we were, we're monitoring that are having to be reported and recorded. It's all stuff that we need. The industry still needs to have it. This is just a much more efficient, more detailed way. Um, and then uh, obviously, depending on the product that you choose and some of the different things that are out there, you get some extra perks with it, extra softwares and things that can even take your business to the next level. Let me just kind of dive into the, the units themselves and ask a few questions about those. Uh, talk a little bit about how the basic device works. I mean, I, I don't want to necessarily get too much into the different models and the different functions, but maybe just in a general sense, uh, do these devices automatically start? Uh, uh, is it easy to install? Maybe maybe talk about a few of those major questions that fleets will probably have. Okay. There are really, in the market, two types of systems. One is a maybe a tablet smartphone system uh, that'll run on an Android operating system that is through Bluetooth uh, reading engine information off of a relay. 
And the second type of system would be a fully ruggedized, uh, hardwired, installed device that is all-encompassing. So it, it has the data plans and, and, and uh, no need for a tablet or smartphone. So two types of systems, a tablet, smartphone type, and also a fully ruggedized, integrated, hardwired device, which is like our older Qualcomms or Omnitrax units. Okay. Uh, Carl, maybe if, if you want to take this question, um, talk to us a little bit about the, the training needed. If, if I'm a fleet owner, I'm adopting this system because I have to, uh, I need to, and you send me five units and I have options, right? I, I have options to, I guess, take it and get it installed. I can do it myself. Is it a long process? Is it a short process? Maybe dive into that with us f- for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with all of our products at Omnitrax, right? Um, ease of install is one of the main components, um, that, that we, uh, are thinking about, of course, when we bring that product out to market. So <clears throat> just to give you guys an example, I use this example a lot, but, um, I'm basically a primarily a, uh, an office worker. Okay. I'm typing on the keyboard every day. Um, so I don't really get to see the field that often. Well, uh, when we released this product, uh, when it was still in testing, I had to go to a customer site out in Denver and actually, um, me and a colleague of mine installed about 40 of these units. Okay. And so with me being on the computer all the time, typing away, um, and being able to install, uh, multiple of these units within a short period of time, I feel as though customers out there who are listening to this don't have any fear. Please don't. I mean, we make uh, our products easy to install. You're basically hooking up our cable to your ECM, your diagnostic port there, and then finding a nice place to um, secure your device in your cab. So um, as far as training goes, there's a lot of options. So like with anything um, that's new, right? It's, it, there's going to be a learning curve. Okay. But with that, we do have many resources that are available, not only to the admins, um, you know, in the back office, but also to the drivers themselves. Great. And I think what's important to point out, and, and you've both done a great job pointing it out, is that there's change coming. And I don't think anybody in any industry, even us as human beings, I don't think we like change. I don't think people... it's sometimes it's tough to adapt to change. And so I'm sure you can think of a million reasons why it would be tough for these things to be implemented. And you can just think of all the reasons why a fleet wouldn't want to take the time. If it takes an hour to install each unit, that doesn't seem like a long time, but times 30 trucks, you know, maybe they don't want to spend the time they don't want to monitor any of these or any of these things. So I, I think it's great. I think the information that we're getting is great. And, and I hope our, our listeners feel, you know, educated and, and feel better about the transition that's happening. Let's talk a little bit about, um, maybe some of the myths, um, some of the things that might be out there that maybe carriers are just not so certain about, or, or things that, you know, if you get on a sales call and somebody says, Oh man, I don't use that unit. Those, those things are garbage. They never work. Uh, I'm just going to unplug it. What I'm sure there's a million different reasons out there why people wouldn't use it. Um, let's, let's talk about maybe the most important one and that's, that's price and cost. And what's this going to, what's my bottom line going to be here if I do this, uh, Steve, if you want to, if you want to take this one as well, uh, are these expensive 
um, and how maybe on the back end are they saving money and maybe how, how does that, how does that work? Sure. Well, depends on the system. And remember I mentioned a smartphone tablet system versus a fully ruggedized and integrated system. There's a big difference in price of hardware and implementation. But then we'll talk, we'll talk about some of the other differences that uh, could be beneficial. So on a tablet smartphone uh, type system, we call it our XRS platform. There's no cost up front. There's no cost up front for the hardware, and really it's just the monthly reoccurring fees, which, which can be under $30 for, for a compliance package that would uh, help them be compliant with the mandate. So it's almost zero cost of implementation in that case versus what we call IVG, which is our rugged, fully integrated unit. It's $799, but it can be leased at about $18 a month. Okay. Okay. And around the same on a monthly basis. So the, the, the trucking industry is not trying to make this painful. I mean, obviously there's ways to finance, there's ways to make it work. And, and I think that's what everybody wants to know. I mean, different units have different costs and different prices, which is great. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's coming and Omnitrax has some great products in line and some great payment options and things of that nature so that it's not going to be a, a, a huge culture shock, uh, you know, right out of the gate. Is that what I'm understanding? That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. You know, I think our job is to, I like to think our job is, is not about selling units. It's about helping to equip fleets with, with tools that will help improve their business. One of the things we say is it's really about doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. And, you know, that's our heart. That's our passion. We love trucking. I understand truckers. I, I, I certainly understand their fears, but I want to help them through the process. We collectively want to help them through that process and help get them equipped and onboarded with a system that's going to meet the requirements. But more so, uh, there are tools within the system that will help them more than pay for, for this thing. And it's really about fuel consumption. It's maintenance on the truck. It's fault code monitoring. It's uh, on the maintenance side, the safety side, the compliance, and, and so on. So okay. there are many, many tools embedded into the systems. But we're really, today, we're just kind of talking about ELDs. And that can't appear to be just a cost. Sure. Sure. I got to understand the benefits um, before, before you get into stuff like that. Um, many of our listeners know as England Carrier Services, we, we have, you know, factoring department, tire, tire department and fuel department. And one of the things we hear a lot of when we talk to our, our customers is I, I just don't want to overcomplicate things. I, I don't. Yeah, you might have a great program, but I got to make an extra phone call and I got to pay this person and I'm old school. I, I don't like the complication of it. Technology is confusing. Uh, Miguel, maybe if you if you want to take this question, um, that I think that's a myth. I think people are going to immediately think I'm putting this electronic device in my truck and it's going to have all these bells and whistles and it's just going to be complicated. And I don't have time for that. I want to run from A to B, get my load picked up and dropped off. And I don't want to worry about any of this. How, how uncomplicated is the, are these systems? Sure. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, that's a great point that you make. <clears throat> there's a uh, several different types of fleets within trucking and, you know, there's different drivers that are at different 
skill levels, you know, concerned with different things. And so I think that's one of the, one of the good reasons that Omnitrox is a good option is because, you know, we have more than one platform, uh, that could be used for, uh, uh, keeping track of your logs. I think it's really as complicated or as, as easy as you want to make it. Um, we have some kind of bare bones packages as far as just being compliant. I think, you know, today, especially, uh, moving towards December, everything is just about survival. And, uh, you know, for the fleets that really want to maximize and, and use the devices to their full capability, uh, we have that as well. And, uh, I think that's something that, um, you know, someone like Derek and, and everyone else at England carrier services will be able to, uh, talk with them about, and they'll be able to have that discussion and, and really decide based on what they want to do, you know, which packages and which platforms are going to suit them best. Great. You hit the nail right on the head. Everybody's on a different level and being able to have different packages, sizes to market to different levels is great. I think that, I think that's a great answer for what's probably going to be a very common myth that it's going to be complicated to do. Um, I do have a follow-up question to the, the, Miguel, to, to your explanation on the complications, um, I think I think we've done a great job illustrating what the back office work is going to be like. If you've got somebody in the back office that's a brand new employee versus somebody who's been there for 20 years, you got different types of ELDs, different types of software, programs, packages to make it as simple as possible to meet the criteria. Mm-hmm. Let's move into the truck with the driver. Is that complicated? Because if I'm a fleet owner... I don't want them spending a lot of extra time tinkering around with toys in their truck. I want them to just be driving. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, ease of use and how the driver interacts uh, with the device is probably uh, something that's really important to, uh, you know, fleet owners and the drivers themselves. And so, uh, you know, at Omnitracks, we're really big at investing in, into our business. And uh, we put a lot of time and effort into development and ease of use goes into that. Uh, we have different teams and, you know, within product management that are specifically devoted to the interaction and, and, and how the drivers use the devices. And so by and large, uh, with our IVG platform, uh, you know, the drivers just kind of log in and they drive and we really don't want them interacting too much with the system because of course that, that distracts them from the road. Uh, so there's really little interaction. I mean, there's some voice, uh, capability and, and functionality on our IVG so that even when a driver receives a message, uh, from the home office, um, you know, he doesn't have to, uh, pull off to the side of the road to be able to, to read that message. Uh, so there's really not a lot of obstacles, uh, in front of the driver with using the device while he's driving. He can concentrate, uh, most of his time on what he does best and, you know, what he does for a living. And that's, that's driving. Great. I think that helps kind of separate the two, the back office and the truck, just making it uh, user-friendly for everybody. Hey there. For those of you who aren't familiar with England Carrier Services, our division offers factoring solutions along with fuel and tire programs. For more information, visit englandlogistics.com slash ECS. Also, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash England Carrier Services. Now let's get back to our conversation with Omnitrax. Let's talk about the mandate specifically, uh, Steve, if, if you would uh, answer some questions about that. You, you mentioned toward the end of the year, 2017, can you give us some more specific detail on when this mandate will be in effect fully in, in the industry? Sure. Uh, December 18th of 2017, all trucks must be equipped with electronic onboard recording devices. What we're seeing and what we're 
analysts are speculating on is that there's going to be a shortage of uh, electronic logging devices in the fourth quarter. We know that going into 2017, that there was roughly a million trucks left to equip, be equipped with uh, an ELD. And from that million, we know that uh, there are a lot of them waiting till the last quarter to make sure something doesn't happen that that cancels out the uh, the mandate. We don't see that happening. There's no indication that that will happen. And I th- believe it to be a big mistake to wait until the fourth quarter. I think it puts their business at risk because if you're not equipped going into 2018, you know, I don't know what the ramifications will be, but it will be serious to not be equipped. And there could be fines, violations, penalties, or you know, at worst, you park your truck and someone else uh, hauls your load. It, it's that serious. So I believe waiting is like playing Russian roulette with your business. You're really banking on and speculating that there's going to be the availability of an ELD, uh, that you'll be able to equip, adopt, and you know implement this in a very short time frame, I believe it's a big mistake. And right now is the best time to get prepared, get equipped, check that box, give yourself peace of mind, go back to doing doing business. I'm going to run with that for a little bit because I, I mean, I've been known myself to be a procrastinator at times, and and uh, you get into the final hour and you've got to put something together fast talk about the time. Let's just take an average fleet of five, 10 trucks or so. How long time-wise to get their fleet fully changed over and adapted to it, which plays right into what you're saying, you know, not waiting. Yeah. Thank you. I think if, if you pulled the trigger today on, on equipping your trucks, you're, you're probably looking at two to three weeks out before they're equipped, your counts are set up and you're able to then begin driving with logs. I think you'd need to continue running paper logs for at least a week to allow the electronic system to build a week's worth of logs. So I think right now, best case scenario, we're a month out. Most of the most of the fleets that I've equipped uh, converted from paper to electronic logs have used them for 30, 60 days or longer to really allow the drivers to get familiar with it, to have a proof of concept and to, you know, other, other reasons they wanted to run it that long. And maybe they had a thousand trucks or 500 trucks, but they, they could run paper logs uh, as the primary uh, log of record. And then the electronic log was the training device that was being sort of implemented. That luxury is going away. There is, there's not going to be the two to three month period to uh, adopt, equip, equip and get used to running it and go through this, these training programs. It's not going to happen. So that's why right now, uh, say May, June, July timeframe, that's the longest I would wait to, to get equipped. Okay, great. I do have a, a couple more questions to follow up with that as well as I'm trying to put my self in the carrier shoes or, or the fleet shoes. We've talked a little bit about the mandate. Uh, it is coming. Uh, we do, we, we are kind of in the age of the anti-regulation president. Uh, sometimes big stuff gets rolled out and then it just fizzles out and it never actually happens. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Um, take us down that road. If you- 
You know, it, it had been several years talking about the possibility of a mandate. Is it ever going to happen? I mean, I even said it. Is this mandate ever going to happen? And it happened in December of 2015 uh, when they said it got kicked down. The can was kicked down the road to that point. They said, yeah, it's going to happen. They, they, they pulled the trigger. And from that point on, we had two years or there are two years for fleets to equip to be equipped with electronic logs. So we've never been in this place at this juncture. And it was voted in by Democrats and Republicans for the very reason that we need to reduce fatalities on the road. So uh, that's how we got here, uh, to reduce fatalities, re reduce accidents, and to for fleets and drivers to be compliant. So we have never been at this point. Great. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no doubt that it's going to happen. It isn't going to be a Trump uh, move where he takes it away. Absolutely not. This is a done deal. It is a done deal. By the end of this year, all fleets need to have electronic onboard recorders. There's only there's only a handful that haven't equipped. I mean, you take uh, 500,000 that haven't been equipped yet. That's a pretty small number compared to the whole business. Oh, yeah. Well, let me follow up on that. You talk about how many units are, are still out there that need to be equipped with the with the the software and things. You've been in the industry much longer than before the mandate, 13, 14 years, mm -hmm. I think is what you said. So, I mean, talk, talk a little bit about that. L let's pretend there's no mandate. What is the benefit of this? I mean, obviously we've gone over a lot of the benefits, but you've been selling it for a while. So I guess, again, hammer home the, the benefit of having these units in, in your trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Before there was ever a mandate, uh, fleets were considering electronic logs and then making the decision to equip their fleets with electronic logs. And what they were looking at and the benefits they saw were, one, they're going to reduce their violations. And by reducing their violations, uh, they were able to preserve their CSA scores and their safety ratings and other areas of their business. So they wanted to perform as a solid carrier that was compliant and that helped them in several areas. One, it saved them money in, in violations. Again, form and manner violations go away. Uh, better load planning up front. They were able to uh, improve utilization or do a much better job of assigning loads to drivers with the right amount of available hours. So on the operational side, they saw a a big benefit. Um, you know, there were carriers that really, that agreed they wanted to reduce accidents too and fatalities. So they did the right thing by equipping their fleets with logs because they didn't want drivers that were cheating the system and, uh, and, you know, violating the rules. So they, they were doing the right thing. Uh, and it, and it did save them money and it saves them money in the way they capture drive time. So on this system, we're, we're capturing drive time in real time, not in 15-minute se time segments. So you're not losing 10 minutes when you're only stopping for five. So they gained billable miles and additional drive time. Great. And I think maybe staying pre-mandate for, for, for a sure. minute, if I could, there's, there's, still, there's always going to be that feel of, we talked about it earlier, the big brother looking over your shoulder, where's all this information going, who has access to it. I'm ultimately just being micromanaged or however you want to look at it. 
talk a little bit about that and, and, and put carriers and customers' minds at ease there? Well, I, I can speak for Omnitrax that the data belongs to you. Your position history, your messaging data, your hours of service information, that's your data. So even though it may be hosted on our systems, it's your data. We don't share that with any third party, including the government, without a court order. It takes a court order for us to share data with law enforcement. So absolutely not. We never share data. And even if uh, you wanted us to, to share it with a third party that provided uh, some value-added application, we would require a data share agreement between you and that third party before we would even share it with them. Great. So year or two down the road, everyone's compliant. In a perfect world, everyone's compliant. This is in the past. This, this mandate's in the past. How does the system work? What, I mean, what's next? What's next for the software? What's next for, for ELDs? Talk to us a little bit about the future. Yeah, you know, there are some exciting things. You know, there's some exciting things here now. I'll share with you some of the, some of the uh, uh, technology that is available today and what it can do. For instance, we have Selectus, which is transportation management software for uh, fleets that want to incorporate a dispatch system into their operation, we have Selectus. It's fully integrated, and uh, it's it's about as close to turnkey as you can get. So we have that available. For fleets that route, want route optimization, you see that with a lot of P&D, pickup and delivery, and private fleets that want to optimize their routing, we have RoadNet. And we're able to then uh, build the most efficient and effective routes for them. We do it today for hundreds and hundreds of fleets. Um, camera systems are uh, a hot topic right now. So we have our own proprietary uh, camera system for forward-facing and in-cab uh, that incorporates right into our IVG or XRS, our XRS platforms. Omnitrax has developed our own proprietary navigation system that's extremely robust for truck-approved routes and traffic and other other things that would bring value to a to a trucker or a trucking company. Uh, it, the list goes on and on. Where the future is headed, uh, there's some pretty uh, interesting uh, discussions on the table right now. But who knows what in five years is going to be driving the market? But you, what you can bet on is that. Omnitrax will be at the forefront of that and, and be part of that technology or helping to develop it and roll that out. That's great. I, I hear, I hear this, you know, in, in my mind, I feel like if I'm, if I'm a trucker, or I'm, a, I'm a company trying to implement this into my business. What I really want to worry about now, and again, speak to this, any, any of the three of you, what I really want to worry about now is a becoming compliant with the mandate, making sure that I have good product, but I'm really revolutionizing, futurizing, if you will, my fleet. And then anything that comes beyond that new softwares, new downloads, uh, extra stuff, you know, that I can do that might come down the road or that might even be available now. That's something that with the customer service department, uh, the resources that I have at my disposal through Omnitrax, I can start playing with some of those different ideas and eventually I will be able to create the most specific system to my business the way I do it, but I'll also be compliant with the law and the mandate. Yeah. Let me show you. Here's the simple steps. If you're interested in uh, acquiring an ELD, 
call Inglewood Carrier Services, call Omnitrax. First, just, just make the phone call. Uh, we'll discuss with you what the best options are. But let's just say that you want to meet the ELD mandate. You want to check that box and uh, uh, be done with it. That's easy. And within a day, we can be shipping you a complete system, walk you through the setup process and have it ready to go, hand you the keys, you're compliant and you're back in business uh, and you're done. It's pretty simple. Great. Great. I think that's important for everybody to know that it can be that, that fast. So thank you. Um, let, let's assume that I'm sitting here listening to this podcast and is, it might seem like a simple question, but who's affected by the mandate is every truck is every carrier, every fleet. Am I somehow exempt if I have a specific commodity that I haul or a different size truck or trailer, or is this for everybody? Uh, great, great question. Uh, I've, I've heard it all from, I got one truck and I'm exempt. No, that's not the case. If you are required to have uh, paper logs today, you are required to have electronic logs, period. If your truck is, uh, uh, you know, pre two thousand, or you know, then then no, I mean that's one ex- exception. But the rule of thumb is, if you're maintaining paper logs today and you need to, you have to have an electronic logging device before the end of the year. Period. Okay. The other question I would have to that is, so to I guess highlight the seriousness of the mandate, the date in which it will be in effect. So there's no way, say. March of 2018, I've got to turn in some information. I have not been fully equipped with an ELD or I haven't even started. There's no way for me as a carrier, as a fleet to say, well, now, wait a minute. I've got my paper logs back at the office. I can prove all this. Don't ding me with whatever penalties or fines. As you mentioned before, they're, they're, it, this is a hard and fast. This is the way we're regulating this. There's really no buffer. There's no buffer. Now, what you there is no buffer. You have to be equipped. Ignorance will not be a defense and an excuse to not have an electronic logging device. We've had two years or two uh, fully equipped fleets, so uh, there's no reason to not be fully equipped before the end of the year. Uh, you might. I want to touch on uh, one sure. other thing. Yes, is, please. Is, you know, all electronic logging devices are not created equal, and certainly they're not supported by the same types of companies. I, I think that one of the, one, what if I was an owner-operator or a fleet owner, what I'd be looking at is, look at the history of the company you're looking to purchase from. Their history in trucking, transportation, and serving this industry. And is that their commitment, or is it a commitment to seize the opportunity, and when the mandate's over, they're off selling the next deal? You know, we're committed to transportation and serving this industry with the best possible uh, solutions and applications. This is just one one period of a segment of time that we're addressing the mandate. And after the mandate, we're going to continue to serve the industry. The other thing is once you purchase an ELD and you go to equip it, equip your truck, it doesn't just happen magically. I'll be honest. It, it, it doesn't just... You don't just plug it in and all of a sudden life is good and I'm compliant. There is a learning curve. The beauty of dealing with Omnitrax and England Carrier Services is that we're going to provide that additional service to uh, build that account, to set up that account, to incorporate the drivers and the trucks and the truck numbers and provide that initial training. So that fleet owner, that owner-operator 
didn't just buy a, a unit, but they bought it, were able to equip it and learn how to use it in the shortest amount of time. So we provide those additional services. And collectively, between our two companies, I think, it, I think it's going to really help owner-operators get what they need. And a lot, of, a lot of things that maybe they don't know to ask because they have never had the logs. But we know in advance from best practices and helping fleets for years that in, in ahead of that, we're going to just be able to lay it out for them and make it simple to equip. Great. I appreciate that. And, and I think, I think it's very important to, to also reiterate just the, the, the joining of Omnitracks with England carrier services. Uh, we're going to do everything we can in our power coupled with, with you at Omnitracks and your team to make sure that it's as smooth as possible for, for everyone. Uh, just to, just to finish up, I do have a closing question. Um, and I, I think maybe it might be kind of fun to, to have each one of you answer I'm, I'm going to ask the, the question collectively, but if you're, if you're speaking to a fleet for the first time about any ELD system, n- not even specifically Omnitrax, but if, if you need to speak about your product, that's great. Top three things, and maybe Steve, you take one, Miguel, you take one, Carl, you take one. Obviously they can't be the same or that would defeat the purpose um, that you would want to just hammer home to a, to a customer that you're implementing an, an ELD unit with. Steve, you go ahead and go first. Yeah. I think you need to make sure you have a compliance system. And that certainly doesn't mean uh, just taking someone's word for it. I ask this question and suggest they ask this question. Has your system, how does it held up under an audit? Okay. Our systems have held up under multiple audits that could have been a nightmare, you know, but they're quick, they're easy, they're prepared, the data is accurate, the data integrity is there, and it is, uh, the audits have been a lot less stressful for carriers. So it's about, it's about uh, do they work, are they compliant, and do they hold up under an audit? Okay, great. Um, something else I think, uh, you know, drivers need to look at when, when selecting a system is, you know, what is their support system like? How reliable is the product? Uh, you know, what network is it running on? Redundancy, reliability, those sort of things that kind of separate Omnitrax, uh, maybe from some other vendors, uh, you know, there's the history and, and then the quality of the products, but everything that goes with making a quality product. And that's that, you know, support system, the infrastructure, um, there's a lot that, go, that goes into that and making sure that, uh, you know, these devices don't fail. Um, so I would, if I was a driver or if I was a fleet owner, that's, that's a, something that I would be sure to, uh, ask about. Great. Bring us home, Carl. What was the question again? No, <laughs> uh, but, but really though, um, what was the question again, Spencer? It, it was, uh, <clears throat> just top three things. I mean, if again, you're in three different areas, something you want to hammer home. Steve's talked about making sure you have good, good backing, good system, uh, auditing systems, you know, uh, Miguel has, has brought up <laughs> so, his point. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, that, uh, redo on the question there, but You're welcome. Um, I come from a customer service background, right? And the main thing that, that I saw is, you know, when, when I would talk to a customer that was with a different telematics company, um, the main thing that I saw repeatedly on the phone is that no one, I could never get a hold of anyone. The customer support at company was terrible. 
And that's the thing that I, I really like about Omnitrax a lot is the culture of our customer service. And it started, it started at Qualcomm and, you know, we've, we've driven that, that culture, you know, to what Omnitrax is today. Um, and, and if I'm a carrier, if I'm a fleet owner, I need to be, you know, a hundred percent sure that I can get support when I, whenever I need it. Okay. Um, at the office back in Dallas, uh, you know, we're on floor 11, uh, on one half of the building, it, it's all of our, you know, tier one, tier two engineering reps waiting for calls. Um, in Mexico, we have, you know, our, our tier zero team there. Um, we just have support that I feel as though is just not across the board in this industry. And, and the reason why I say that is just from experience, listening to customers, understanding their pain points when it comes to, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm hooked up with this telematics provider. Now I can never get a hold of them. You know, my products never really working. I need to come to you guys. And I, I called you guys, what can you guys offer? And, and one of the biggest things to me is that customer support. Go ahead, Miguel. Yeah. So I, I just thought of something that I'd like to add to. I think it's, it's always nice to be, um, a customer, of, you know, one of the major players in the industry. And I think with our technology, you know, we're developing applications and, and tools um, that truckers and uh, trucking companies are going to use, you know, for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years out. And so, and so for us, I think, you know, we've all hit on it a couple of times already, but it's not just, you know, the mandate that we're concerned about. It's the developing technologies and how they're going to affect trucking and what trucking is going to look like you know, 10 to 15 years from now and everybody that's involved in the industry, you know, how are these new technologies going to affect, you know, their day-to-day -day roles? And so I think that Omnitrux is, Omnitrux is definitely a, a thought leader and kind of at the forefront with that. And so, uh, you know, you as professionals within the transportation and trucking industry, uh, you want to keep your, your ear close to the ground and, and pay attention to, you know, uh, what Omnitrux has coming down the line and, and the, the things that we're developing. And so I think that's, that's something that, uh, everyone in the industry would want to look at. And I think that's one of the things that Omnitrax really takes pride in. Thank you, Miguel. Steve, Miguel, Carl, appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys coming in. Great. We appreciate your partnership. Thank you. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in today. And thanks again to our guests, Steve DeWhite, Miguel Garza, and Carl with a K from Omnitrax. If you enjoyed this episode of Fleetcast, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. For more information about England Carrier Services, visit us at englandlogistics.com slash ECS. Again, this is Spencer Matheson, and we'll see you next time.